Dan from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Serbia update from the 28th of September, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Serbia. On Friday the 23rd, Sergei Lavrov, the Russian Minister of Foreign Affairs and his Serbian counterpart, Nikola Selakovic, signed a consultation plan that will last for the next two years. The details of the plan remain unknown, but politicians think that after this move, there's no chance that Serbia will impose sanctions on Russia. Nebojša Novakovic, a member of the Parliamentary Committee for Foreign Affairs, said that the timing was not the best, since this plan was signed when the majority of the world is currently against Russia. He said that the president of Serbia, Aleksandar Vucic, was in favor of the plan to get his ratings up, since many Serbs are pro-Russia. Novakovic added that even if Serbia were to impose sanctions on Russia, They wouldn't actually mean anything, because the world would know that they are working together. Speaking of Vucic, he addressed the United Nations Assembly on its 77th session. The president said that Serbia supports the territorial integrity of all EU members, including Ukraine, and reminded the Assembly of similar events that happened to Serbia more than 20 years ago. Recall that NATO bombed the country in 1999. He added that such complex times call for a lot of understanding and unification. Because of Serbia's previous bad experiences with NATO, Vucic said that the country can relate to Ukraine, and he cited Martin Luther King, saying, quote, Injustice committed anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. On that note about the UN Assembly, at its session, Albanian Prime Minister Edi Rama called on the members of the United Nations to recognize Kosovo's independence, despite his earlier statements that he wouldn't interfere with the dialogue between Belgrade and Pristina. Dragomir Andjelkovic, a political analyst, believes that Rama expressed his neutrality in order to gain support from the Serbian public. He said that, quote, his actions are against the interests of Serbia because he is a promoter of Kosovo separatism. Andjelkovic also claimed that it was okay for Serbian citizens and politicians to consider Rama a friend of the country, but that they must not forget that he, as prime minister, will do what's in Albania's best interest. Since we mentioned Kosovo, Gordon Gerlich Radman, the Croatian Minister of Foreign Affairs, said that Serbia's recognition of Kosovo's independence was inevitable. However, according to his Serbian counterpart, the country will not recognize the unilaterally declared independence of Kosovo. He added that, quote, the position of Croatian diplomacy in this issue is contradictory since Croatia defends the territorial integrity and sovereignty of Ukraine because of the principle of the inviability of territorial integrity of states, but they do not apply this principle to Serbia. Moving on, even though EU membership is popular in the Western Balkans, according to a poll conducted in June, Around 40% of Serbs favor dropping the pursuit of EU membership to ally with Russia instead. However, Ursula von der Leyen, the European Commission president, said the Western Balkans, along with Ukraine, Moldova, and Georgia, were part of the EU family and that they are, quote, the future of our union. Many politicians think the EU has double standards since one of the conditions for EU membership is to have a stable democracy. They believe it doesn't make sense that countries that are at war are ready to become members, while other countries in the Western Balkans, 
where there are no conflicts like Serbia and Bosnia and Herzegovina, are not ready. Speaking of the EU, Emmanuel Geoffrey, the head of the EU delegation in Serbia, said that the country is refraining from implementing the strategy for the fight against corruption, which is an official strategy that Serbia adopted in 2013. Geoffrey emphasized that fighting corruption is a key element to get EU membership, but it is also very important to citizens and to those who do business in the country. He also pointed out that there is stagnation in the fight against corruption at a global level as well. He said that Russia's aggression against Ukraine and the spread of Russian influence, quote, show that we need to have good institutions, transparent processes, and equal practices for citizens and companies. In other news, historian Dragan Markovina stated that the patriarch of the Serbian Orthodox Church, Porfirie, being in power is worrisome and might be detrimental to Serbia. Dragan said that Patriarch Porfirie is relatively young and will remain in his position for the rest of his life, and since he is very powerful, he no longer needs to hide his controversial opinions. Dragan also pointed out that Porfirie spread hate during the Euro Pride event and that he awarded controversial politicians, such as Milorad Vucelic, who was accused of media warmongering during the NATO bombing of Serbia in 1999. He claimed that Porfirie's statements were nationalistic and that nationalism could pose a problem in the Western Balkans. Some believe that ethnic nationalism was a key factor in many of the tragedies the Balkan region experienced in the 1990s, and that Balkan politicians used it to strengthen their political power. Since we're talking about pride, Belgrade Pride is scheduled for the 9th of September, 2023, and the organizers have said that they are registering it almost a year earlier so that the state authorities have enough time to make all the preparations. Belgrade Pride is demanding that the police immediately find and prosecute all those who are violent towards the participants of this year's Euro Pride and show that the state guarantees everyone's safety. The organizers have said that Belgrade Pride's demands remain the same since 2017 and that they are also asking for the adoption of same-sex marriage law and the law on gender identity. Speaking of public safety, the Autonomous Women's Center has asked for legal changes that would establish some supervision over individuals who have served out a jail sentence for crimes such as sexual abuse and rape. Many people started talking about this when a repeated sexual offender and rapist, who goes by the initials I.M., was released from prison. Many tabloids and news outlets reported that people, but mostly women, should be aware of him since he is extremely dangerous. Igor Juric, director of the Center for Missing and Abused Children, said that, quote, sexual offenders and people who faced rape allegations who have served their sentence must be controlled much more rigorously in order to reduce the possibility of recidivism. However, despite the panic these news articles caused, the criminal code doesn't allow the police to monitor ex-convicts in order to see if they commit similar crimes again. Now, on to some health updates. Since last week, about 13,000 COVID cases were confirmed and around 60 people have died. Compared to last week, the number of cases has dropped, but the mortality rate has slightly gone up. In other news, on Monday the 26th of September, the Center for Democracy Foundation held a conference called Investors get subsidies, but workers' rights are violated in Nice. Zeliko Viselinovic from the syndicate Sloga 
said that giving subsidies to foreign investors initially had results. However, he claimed that the problem arose over time when companies like Yura, a South Korean-owned cable and harnessing manufacturing company, demanded that the executive forbid free trade union organizations. In Yura and other similar companies, employees work from 8 to 10 hours a day for earnings that are close to the minimum wage, which is 35,000 dinars a month, or around $290. All participants in the debate agreed that Serbia has become a, quote, country of cheap labor. And to close this edition, UNICEF's traditional humanitarian fair play basketball tournament was held this week in the Comtrade Sports and Event Center in Belgrade. 29 teams from the corporate sector participated in the tournament and they raised around 2 million dinars, or $17,000, for charity. The funds will be used for the further development of the program, quote, improving the mental health of children and young people, which UNICEF and its partners are implementing in Serbia. And that's it for this week. Thanks to all of you who wrote in to join the conversation about community. For those who are interested, we have a newsletter in Substack that comes out less than once a month for the most part. If you want to join to hear about why we do these updates and other big picture aspects of Rorschach, email us at podcast at Rorschach.com. We'll report and keep the conversation going there. Dodalinje zbogom. Zbogom.